this one into the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to try for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poole. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is. Oh! The 0-2 swing and a miss. Struck him out. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation podcast. I am your host, Ty Daubert. Coming at you with our first episode since the return of Bryce Harper to the Phillies lineup. The Phillies, since we last recorded last weekend, had a pretty good stretch against a couple of really bad teams. The kind of teams they need to beat if they hope to make the playoffs for the first time since 2011. Which right now it's looking like they're in a good spot to do that, sitting in the second wild card spot. And... They have their lineup pretty much at full strength right now. Some issues going on in the pitching staff as a whole, but looks like they might get some reinforcement for the end of the year with some guys coming back from injury. So I think it's a pretty positive outlook for the Phillies as they look towards the home stretch. As always, I have my co-host Nathan Ackman to join me. What do you think of the return of Harper and just how everything is kind of going right now for the Phillies? It is definitely a pretty positive outlook. I um, feel like every time we record a pod, especially like over the last two months when they've been playing super well, it's like they'll do the, you know, win six straight or they'll go on, you know, they'll win like five or six and they'll do super, they'll do super well the whole week. And then like the day that we pod, they lose a stinker. And it's like the tone totally changes. And even though the overlying point is, yeah, they're playing really well and it's not time to panic over one loss. It's just like, yeah, that was so predictable. So I went back and checked. They are on a three game day of pod day of our pod losing streak. Yeah. So we're recording this on Sunday night. Like you said, kind of a, they kind of didn't show up a little bit. In that closing game against the Pirates. But before that, they had ripped off six straight. They swept the Reds in in four games at home. And then they won Friday and Saturday against the Pirates. The offense looking really good in both those games. Harper returning on Friday to the lineup. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, and when we're recording, they don't play. They don't play very well. But in general, like, what do you think of just these past couple series as a whole, but then especially Friday, Saturday, Saturday with Harper returning, how it kind of felt to watch that unfold. Harper comes back a little bit earlier than anticipated at at least what was, what the word was at the start of his rehab assignment earlier in the week. Just what do you think of Harper's making, making his way back to the Phillies lineup and, what that means for the team moving forward. Yeah, it was kind of a lock that he was going to come up on Friday with bases loaded and nobody out. Um, you know, that that seemed like the, it seemed like the ballpark was rocking. Uh, it, you know, it's, it felt like postseason atmosphere, at least watching from home. But that lineup is just such a piece of work. Like Gene yeah. hitting eighth is ridiculous. He should not be hitting eighth in any lineup. Um, and it's like you get through – and it's like they the whole first uh first inning like guys were working deep counts and drawing walks and like fouling off six pitches per at bat and it's like 
then you get through the first three guys and Alec Bohm's on fire. You get through the first three guys and then it's, oh, here, here's Bryce Harper now. So yeah. I don't envy any pitcher who has to face that, that lineup. Um, and it's just, there's, there's not an easy out. I mean, Brandon Marsh was hitting ninth and Brandon Marsh is no all-star, but he's better than your average nine hole hitter. So absolute grind. And those, both those games are, I forget what happened on Saturday. Maybe they scored early. I think they did. Yeah. JT hit that three run double in the yes. first, but yep. I mean, both those games, they like scored three or four runs in the first and it was pretty much like they, this one's over. And, you know, they pitched well. The lineup was good. I don't know. Obviously, Sunday wasn't as uh, dominant of an offensive performance. But no, those are but, those are those are going to happen. Hoskins yeah, was out. Whatever. Yeah, you'll take that if that happens once a week. Yeah, I don't think you're really worried about it. But yeah, in in general, talking about how this lineup looks right now, I think. I think you mentioned JT Real Muto, the double hit the other night. And, but just the way, the way he's been playing in the second half, the way he's hitting, he's one of the, in the second half, like one of the top slugging percentages in baseball. Like that, that is a huge game changer. Even before Harper was back, that's such a game changer for them to the point where you're like forgetting a little bit about missing Harper because of what he was. Yeah, he was providing, and I I mentioned this last pod about how it you forget a little bit. You there were times over the last few months that two months or so that were like you forget that they were missing Harper because of how well they were playing without him. And then I think the thing for me, so I I covered Harper's first rehab appearance on Tuesday in Lehigh Valley, and like in that game he hits two home runs, like two absolute like laser home runs and it's like oh yeah like yeah they've been playing really well without him and they've they're right in the playoff picture even though he's been out for a long time it's like oh yeah that's gonna it's gonna make a big difference he gets the yeah. walk off on on Wednesday and then he doesn't play Thursday and Friday's right back in there and right away it makes a difference hitting that that single with the bases loaded in his first plate appearance back after breaking his thumb. So real Mito and, and Harper, it's almost like it was, they fell short, but in 2019 in the second half, when like the way they were hitting, if obviously Harper has just come back, only played a couple games, but if real Mito and, and him are going to going to hit, like they can, like that's, it's the start of a good lineup and everyone around them is pretty, pretty good too. Who was the one that called JT having an absurd second half? I think I think that would be me. I think yep. I might have called that on. Um, yep. We recorded what was it the night after or the night it of was, or the night it was after during the All Star game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the day after the All Star game. Now, okay, I will say you kind of cheated because he had been hot for the two weeks prior to that, so you kind of knew that he already had a little bit of a head start. But feels like he's been even better as of late. So well, I'll, I'd I'll, say it was. I'll, I'll give it to you. I would say I would say that that prediction probably a little bit better than your prediction up until like the middle of july that castellanos would turn the season around dude he's been better he dude he eclipsed 700 we we talked about it last pod or maybe maybe he hadn't done it at at that point but he's over 700 did you see the ball they should organize a a parade they should see that they should put a banner up did you see the (laughs) did you see the 
opposite field bomb that he hit to right center the other day. Yes, I did. The one that impressed me the other day was he hit a double down the line that he was like reaching for. It almost like looked he was gonna like he was going to fall over when he hit the ball, and it still carried all the way down the line over the outfielders over the left fielder's head. That was that was impressive, dude. He's like when he's when he's locked in and he is hitting like bad pitches like that. Like it's it is actually it's really nice to watch. Yeah, just hasn't done much this year. I still I I still think you're on to something when you said that he's going to be like fine in the regular season, maybe, you know, not good, but like a little bit better than he's been. And then if they get to October, he's just going to go ballistic. Yeah. It's just going to be, it's going to be one of those things. It's just going to be one of those things. Like it was, it was Bellinger last year for the Dodgers. Like it just happens sometimes. I think have a feeling like the way things go down sometimes are like stupid. And it's just one of those dumb things that feels like it'll happen that way. Okay, so that brings me to another point. I was thinking, I was reading Matt Gelb's piece about, you know, how the team approached Harper being out, like the veteran leadership, the the young guys stepping up, playing well. And it, it sort of hit me in that moment. I think this was Friday, like before the game had started when he came back. Like, they're, uh, okay, this is, this is going to sound like not at all tangible or anything that like makes any sense, but just bear with me here. The teams that win championships are are the teams that aren't just really good but they've got that like story you know like the Braves last year missing uh Acuña for half the season and then it's it's all like the oh they they rallied around not having their guy and then this year it's like dude they fired Girardi and then they got super hot and then Harper went down and everybody's like oh they just need to stay 500 until Harper gets back and then he can carry them and maybe but probably they're going to miss the playoffs it's like they aren't just a good team, but the way that it's happened, you feel like there's some it thing there that yeah. really makes me wonder. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing, but it's like they definitely have the kind of trajectory and the kind of like storyline where you could look back in two months and be like, oh, that was the team three months and be like, oh, that was the team that just got it and had that like magical like otherworldly thing that defines almost all championship teams that was what i was thinking when i was reading that when i was thinking about harper going 32 and 20 with him out they they hadn't done that over a 52 game stretch since they got harper which is crazy dude i don't know something about that just made me feel like oh this would make for such a good story and i I, I, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I didn't immediately think there's no way that it's going to happen. Are you saying, are you saying they have Todd vibes, TOD team of destiny? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe in that <laughs> stuff. I, I think that that's a thing. That's why I believe I, in it. It kind of baseball, like maybe a little less than like other sports because of just like the way it goes. But I think like there's something to it. Yeah. They're like, I think, I think the, the manager change, I think Rob Thompson taking over, like, like changed a lot, just like the energy around the team mm-hmm. and not to like, like he's been gone for a while, not to just like pile on Joe Girardi, and Joe Girardi or anything, but like if Harper goes down and the team is the way it was in like May or like late May before the change happened, like they're, they're probably not doing anything after Harper's yeah. down. Yeah. It helped. It also helped that they got that 
that good stretch of, of baseball before he went down where it was like, all right, they probably had the feeling we can win a little bit. We pulled off nine straight or whatever was right away. So that definitely helps. Just it's a little bit of like that stuff is true. And also like just the way things shake out can make you believe it's true, whether it actually is or not. Yeah. And sometimes like it doesn't matter if if it is or not, as long as like the team can just like feel it. I totally. Think. I, I'm just saying I believe in that stuff. And the other thing is like whenever whenever anybody talks about you know this is how they were with with joe and this is how they are with rob and look at the comparison and look at how quickly it just turned on its head everybody wants to go imagine how many how many games they would have won by now if thompson was the manager the whole season and i think about that and i'm like okay right now they're 72 and fit and 56 under under thompson they're 50 and 27 which is over 162 games that's 105 win pace so you naturally think like they'd be 10 games better but i think about it and i'm like i don't think that's the case i think they might have won one or two or three games tops more but i feel like the way that it happened with being so bad for the first okay it probably didn't need to be two months but the fact that they were so bad for the first couple months yeah and then they had that change like if if that change happens in january I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. And I don't think the change, if they weren't so bad, the change wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Like there just wasn't a world where Rob Thompson was entering the season as the manager. Yeah. Like unless we're changing like a million things over the last two years, like I think it kind of had to go down this way. They had to be really bad to turn yeah. it around like this. And it's made it like more surprising and more enjoyable where like, I think people in some ways like don't want to believe it, but they like they're, they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't dude at I, this point I, I would be they're going I would to. Be shocked if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, like they're, they're going to make the playoffs. I, I, I truly believe it. Because... Dude, they have a they have a five game lead and the brewers are five okay, four, technically five because of the tiebreak. And the brewers are just bad. They're not good. Yeah, they're not playing well. The Padres are are falling apart. They trade for Josh Hader, and he has imploded, to say the least. Um, things are kind of falling their way to to get in the playoffs. It, who knows what's going to happen after that? Looks like, as of right now, it looks like they're either going to see the Braves or the Mets in the wild card game because the Braves don't seem to lose at all. <laughs> they might win the division. I said before before this the pod your, that I was this take, your take about the this East is my thing I think the Braves are gonna go on to win the division they I just, don't why don't I they don't. lose why don't they ever lose but why don't the Mets ever lose um I don't I don't know because they're both I also saw something really about good. the schedule like the the Braves still have to play I forget who but the Braves still have to play like the the Dodgers like seven times or the Astros or something like that and the Mets yeah. play nobody fair enough um, I don't know. I think nightmare scenario is the the Braves win the East, the Phillies keep the five, and they have to play the Mets in the wild card round. But this so is what I was saying. Kind of like, I said this... I kind of want to see the the Mets and the Phillies play in the first round. Yeah, I mean it'd be fun. They would just get swept. I don't. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe not. 
depends how things shake out. Like if the Mets are still fighting for the division at the end, like maybe they have to throw DeGrom or, or Scherzer like on one of the last two days of the season, it's a quick turnaround and maybe the Phillies are locked into the two and then they have their top guys or, or they don't. And they just are more confident in like Ranger Suarez than whoever the Mets will have going through probably Bassett or somebody like that. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a take. If, if they get there, uh, I think they beat the Dodgers in four in the NLDS. Wow. Four. Do you want to know why the Dodgers like, okay. They don't scare me from a pitching standpoint. Like I know that they're good and they're probably going to win like 113 games, but like Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson, Urias, they're good. But it's not like DeGrom Scherzer in terms of, uh, oh, this is an insane one, two, three to face in a round of the playoffs. And Wheeler Nola Suarez, I think, can hang with them. But the, the other thing about the Dodgers, and this, this goes back to my whole thing that doesn't make any sense. Dude, they don't have the it factor. Like, come on. Like, Dodgers? What, no. What's the Dodgers' like storyline? They're just really good. But you need more than that. The Mets. I think, I think the Mets have it. And the Mets could be that team. I could, I could, if the Mets win the World Series this year, I would not be shocked in the slightest. I, yeah, obviously, I, I, I wouldn't not be to... shocked. I, I obviously wouldn't be shocked if the Dodgers, like the best team in the last however many years, won the World Series. Obviously, that wouldn't shock me. I'm just saying, there is one TOD and there's so... one just boring, good team. <laughs> so here's the, here's another thing. Like while, while we're doing Team of Destiny stuff and, and things like that, and like I said before, sometimes like it doesn't matter if that stuff is real or not, as long as like the teams kind of and the players buy into it. Like I know the 2020 World Series happened and, you know, kind of some redemption for the Dodgers and they finally like won their World Series. But you're saying how the Dodgers one, two, three doesn't scare you like the Mets one, two and one, two, three is like. I don't know. Are people afraid to see Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs? Like people know, like, they know what happens. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but people, like the players is know. Overblown. The narrative is kind of overblown. Gave up back-to-back home runs in 2019 in Game Five in the NLDS. Whatever. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Whatever. Give up, give up a home run to, to Matt Adams. <laughs> like, I don't know. Mariano Rivera. Blew the 2001 World Series. See a bad postseason. That's <laughs> there's that's the Kershaw <laughs> thing. There is more than one example. That's not the same thing. And I'm not saying like not the same thing at all. For it, but I'm not saying Kershaw is bad. But I don't know. Like sometimes, like you said, sometimes teams like have the it factor, and it doesn't always matter who the best team on paper is. It helps, definitely helps. But I don't. I think the Phillies like. If they can get in there, they could easily lose in two games, but also I'd give them a shot to make a run too if things are going well because of how I think it's because of the depth of the lineup when things are going well and then kind of the ceiling of the top two and a half starters. Like if you could say that if like Ranger is really throwing well. And he feels like the kind of guy, while he is never thrown in the postseason, who would like do all right because he just seems to kind of like take everything yeah. in stride. So yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of with you. Nola is the big. Could... 
it's it's all about nola like wheelers too zach wheeler we didn't think wheeler obviously on the injured list i think he's kind of he it's this isn't 2021 zach wheeler right now i think he's a question mark too Yeah. yeah yeah but if this is just precautionary like i don't know i think it'll be fine no, yeah, I'm not. Here's, I'm not talking the injury just thing. in general. Like it's not the same stuff as last year. Yeah, Nola. Here's my thing with him. It feels like he's the kind of guy. This is why I think the wild card round, and we're getting so far ahead of ourselves right now. But they're probably gonna make the playoffs. This is why I think the wild card round. Whoever they play, whether they win or lose, it's it's going to end in two games. And here's why: that guy, when they're playing well. And you know they've won three straight, or they're just playing. They're 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 hot. They're on a streak. Whatever. That guy rides that high, and he dominates like he did against the Reds earlier this week. Yeah, like which was huge because they, they had some well, yeah. they had some issues in the bullpen just to be able to. Even he ran into some trouble in the ninth inning, and they let him out there, and it and it worked, and he threw a great yeah. great game, complete game shutout. Yeah, but it feels like he's not a stopper. It feels like he's never been that stopper guy who they absolutely need a win. Maybe they're down to elimination in a best of three. He just comes out there and gives you six innings, one run or something like that. Doesn't feel like he's that. So if they win game one, he rides that. <clears throat> he dominates game two. They win it. If they lose game one, he's he's not a stopper that that they're going to need. They go out and they lose game two. I think I think it could very well be the former. They could they could take the well. Okay, I don't know if they beat the Braves. The Braves are really good. But if they were to tank, this is, okay, another point. If they were to tank or the Padres get hot and the Phillies end up in the six, they play the Cardinals, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're – when you're the Phillies and it's been so long since the playoffs, I think, like, just getting in is a a success, I think. And, like, you're, like, worried about winning too much in the regular season. I don't think you can do that. I don't think, I can think do it's one. funny in the context of like, like imagine if they do another September collapse and miss the playoffs. And we look back on this, like we're like, we're talking about it. Like it's September 28th and they're already in. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's the feeling like, I think, I think in general, people are starting to feel it. Like it's most of the sites yeah. have them at like over 90% chance to make the playoffs right now. Yeah. I think like people can feel it. I think that I don't think yeah. we planned to talk this this much postseason stuff on this pod, but I think that's kind of the general. It represents like what the feeling around this team is, where they're kind of like it just it feels they like feel this like is almost team. inevitable. Yeah, yeah it feels just inevitable. Feel like a legitimately at this good team. It doesn't even feel like they've been hot for the last three months. They just feel like a good team. Like yeah. if you were to put all the postseason teams into tiers, right? You'd have tier one, which is probably Dodgers, Astros, Mets. The Yankees have probably played their way out of that. But then if you go to tier two, like why are they not in that second tier of teams that might not be yeah, World like Series the bottom, favorites? Like the bottom of the second tier, probably. Yeah. That might not be like World Series favorites, but if they were to play their way there or like make the NLCS competitive or something like that, would you be absolutely shocked? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. That's kind of the nature of this playoff setting now, too, yeah. where somebody who you could like feasibly believe could go on to win the world series, like might get swept into in the, in the new first round. Like it's just yeah. kind of 
the way it goes in baseball. Like all it takes is a couple bad games and your season's done. And I don't know. That's why. But also on the flip side, if you are like, you don't have to be one of the best two teams in the league to go to go win it if, if you get hot at the right time. That's why just getting in there for the first time in so long would be huge in so many ways. I did uncover some bad news as I was doing some investigation into okay. this matter during during the Pirates game, during this last one. So if the season were to end right now, right, the wild card matchups, there would be two that feature both teams are from the Eastern time zone, right? Mm-hmm. Two were both teams. It would be it would be Phillies Braves, and it would be like I think Toronto and or T- Tampa Bay Toronto or Toronto Cleveland something like that, which mm-hmm. means that those games would probably happen earlier in the day, and we know they're not very good in day games this year. So true. It would benefit them. It would behoove them to not play a team from the Eastern time zone in the Walker because all four games happen on all like three straight days. Like there's four games a day. So it yeah. could be something to what monitor. Time, what time do they start on the East coast? The playoff games, but they like one o'clock. Dude, I think they're like, I think they're, I, I remember them being like 9am on the West coast, like, so noon. And then it's, it's like noon three, six, nine or noon, something like that. Noon three thirty. So and then all right, yeah. I I don't have it in we don't I don't have it in front of me, but just in general, like playoff baseball should not be played during the day. Yeah, like I know back in the day, the World Series is always played during the day, and like people remember that or whatever. But yeah, day games are like playoff games are not meant for the daytime. They're meant to be played yeah. under the lights. Well, I think the theory is like. If you if you stagger them, people can just sit down and watch all four, which some of us would do. But I think there's a lot of people who are not going to sit through 12 hours of probably more like yes. 15 hours of baseball in one day. Yeah. And honestly, m- many people who just have like two monitors or two screens or whatever, a phone. And a yeah, TV, or but... I don't know, like have work or something like. Yeah, that too. Going point. on during the week. Yeah, but... because because these 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 games are going to be like, well, I guess Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So never mind. But still. Yeah, no, I I like that take. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be big games. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything, anything else you want to hit? We talked about Wheeler a little bit. It seems so. He has some tendonitis issues going on right now. He said the other day that it's something he's dealt with before throughout his career. He even dealt with it last year when he was um, the runner-up for NL Cy Young. My read on it from afar is that it's not that big a deal just because he hasn't looked quite as sharp and he threw a lot of innings last year and burn out a little bit by the end. They're just kind of giving him a breather for right now. That's kind of how I see it. Um, same kind of deal with Sir Anthony Dominguez, I'm pretty sure. That is nothing too serious, but there's maybe some soreness, some pain. So they're just going to play it safe and give them a little bit to rest up and hopefully be ready to go down the stretch in September. Yeah, it seems like two two situations where if they were one game up on a on a wild card spot, they might not be doing it, but yeah. They probably feel you know, it's not that they're like taking it for granted or assuming that they're already in, but I think at some point you have to weigh how much do we think this will like actually affect their chances of making the yeah. wild card spot. And if and I mean again, if it was tied or within one or two games, you probably you know 
if you well, you probably just trust the guys because you were saying like Wheeler wanted to pitch and he was saying, I'm fine. The team's like, we're going to shut him down. So yeah. if, you know, they might not have done that if they were in a more thick race. Yeah. And I think, thicker, I think part I think of it is also anyway. recently, like they've gotten pretty good starts from Bailey Falter and Christopher Sanchez. Like, I feel like you're in a spot where you can trust them, like, especially when they have some, Bad teams coming up. They're playing the Reds and the Pirates. They have the Diamondbacks coming up. Like you can kind of trust these guys to at least keep you in games. They're not going to give you what Zach Wheeler does, but in general, they they're going to keep you in games. I I think like they've reached that point recently where you can be pretty confident in them. Where it's not a disaster if you have to shut down a starter. And they've had Zach Eflin out for a while. Seems that there's a chance maybe he could return at some point in the bullpen late we'll see about that I don't, we don't even have to get into that just just a, po- a possibility i think that's a huge bonus that's all you can consider it at this point yeah it could okay can, can, can we touch on the on the zach eflin thing briefly sure, sure i i think it's fine like it, sure if you want to bring him back in the playoffs or in the late september or whatever to pitch like an inning or two out of the pen it's fine but does he give you like bullpen stuff does that make sense like he's it, it isn't like you're putting so, him in the pen he's gonna come out and throw 90 he's been good he's been good out of the bullpen before though like in 2019 they did it and he was good and then in at the end of the year in 2020 like the last, the last game of the game. season he was incredible and in 2019 it works too i think it i think it works as like a like a long man kind of thing and it, it we but we not like a not not like a Nick Nelson kind of long man, like, like more of like almost a second piggyback kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that yeah. would work, but who knows? And if they, if they do get to October, October is the, the kind of the time of year where like, you know, you can't always count on guys to go seven innings. And if you go four scoreless innings, that's like a good start or five. Yeah. And, that, like, imagine... and then you put Eflin in. Yeah. Imagine if that expectation becomes, you know, nola or like ranger suarez you go out and give them three or four innings eflin comes in for two two or three and yeah. then you have like one or two more innings to figure out then put like sir anthony or, yeah, or, or if you're in a longer series and you have Cindergard going and instead of hoping for five give us three and a third and then bring eflin yeah. in like yeah yeah it just changes the dynamic i I wouldn't count on Eflin. Like if I was managing things for the Phillies, like he would not, I would not be planning around him. I would just, you know, something in the back of your mind. It's a big bonus if it, if it happens. Yeah. All right. I'm sold. You sold me. I was skeptical, but, but you're <laughs> right. It isn't like they would become, it isn't like he would be called upon to, you know, pitch, they're closer. Pitch. Yeah, pitch the eighth and like escape a second and third one out jam by getting yeah. a couple strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you want to hit on? Just anything going on with the team? Team recently, they beat up on the bad teams. Like they looked kind of rough at times against the Mets last week. But as a whole, like we said, like <laughs> that look is pretty good. Yeah, and again, I still feel like the Mets. We were talking about it after they lost that game against the Mets. We were like panic meter was at zero when they lost that game because dude you just like disregard games against the Mets like they they don't they don't count I mean like they they count but they don't change my it's just something about them like they just can't beat them and then I was Mm. 
I was convinced that they would come out and they would, I didn't think they would win the next six, but I thought they would win four or five of them and we'd yeah. forget about that. So yeah, it's, I, I, somebody like people keep on saying like they're, they can't beat good teams. And somebody's like, why can't you beat any good team? It's like, okay, they won the season series against the Dodgers, the Padres, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Mariners. They'd be good. They'd be literally every good team except for the Mets. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't actually matter all that no. much in terms of like, just, I don't know. I think going into the season, if people said like, this team's going to make the playoffs, like everyone would be pretty happy with it, right? Like that's the goal to make the playoffs. And they're pretty comfortably in a position to, to do that. And even if it, you know, they're not good against the, some of the better teams of their division. They're doing what they need to, to, to make the playoffs right now. And it, we mentioned it before we doing, we're doing all these playoff scenarios because all the signs are pointing towards the playoffs right now for the Phillies. Yeah. And all the signs are, are looking toward, I, when they, when they like restructured the schedules because of the lockout and you saw the last three games of the season were in Houston it was like, oh, dude, the season's totally going to come down to that, and they're just going to get swept or and they're going to get shut down. The they're they're going to get yeah. shut down by Naris in the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah, but like, honestly, like if it comes down to that, at this point, they've done something wrong, and the Brewers got hot, and the yeah. Padres did did well enough to make it matter, and the Cardinals like held their own too. So, yeah, yes, it's 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 good if it doesn't have to come down to that because obviously we don't know how they would have done in that, in that scenario, if it, if it indeed doesn't happen, but also they might not have to use wheel or Nola Suarez in those three games and then line them up. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yep. So, all right. Last thing I have for you here, what are your expectations for Harper down the stretch in the regular season coming off the injury? What do you think he's going to be like? He was pretty good to, he was really good to start the year before he got hurt. Was was having a really good season through about 60-ish games, I think, before he got hurt. And he he goes down and they do more than hold their own. So now that they have him back, had just any expectations. Yeah, I think he'll be good. I he doesn't he doesn't need to carry them, is the thing. And that's what we were all expecting. We were like, they need to go five five hundred until he gets back, then just let Harper carry them. But like that's doesn't need to happen. It's like th- this team isn't a team that's constructed to be carried by one guy because they can be carried by Real Muto for a few weeks or Bone for a, a few weeks or Hoskins if he does one of his Hoskins hot streaks. I was thinking, and maybe this is me blowing this out of proportion, but when he, you know, rehabs at Lehigh Valley and it's so hyped up and you know they 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 pack Coca Cola Park and they're chanting MVP. And there's so much fanfare and he goes yard twice. And then the next day, the same thing happens. And he gets like two, two doubles, including a walk off. Walk off. Yeah. And then he, yeah. And then he comes back Friday and like, it's so scripted that he comes up bases loaded, no outs. And he hits that two run knock. That's like a hundred miles an hour off the bat. It got me thinking like, I I don't want to make a big thing out of him hitting triple a pitching or hitting a single, but it feels like those moments where 
even if they're not the highest stakes moments, they're just like a lot of fanfare and a lot of hype around it. Dude, that plays for October and it plays for a pennant chase. And it just feels like it it just feels like he's gonna he's gonna do that again and keep on doing that. And like I dude, I I, I could see him catching fired down the stretch because it just feels like he's always that guy who you know he comes up base loaded no outs and he does the job he gets a two-run single and a right and it just feels like it just feels like whenever there's a lot of hype around him he always does something like that and that plays for October and it plays for September too yeah I think maybe I don't I don't know if I'm gonna count on him to be on fire down the stretch I think like you said, there's a little bit of a difference between AAA pitching and of major course. league pitching. Also, a bit of a difference from most of the major league pitching versus like what they saw the last week, like some rough yeah. matchups. Sure. <laughs> last sure. week. But I think like if he's just like himself, like close to himself, like I don't know, still <laughs> they're gonna be just fine. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because because who else is like who else do you actively not trust to come through right now? Like nobody's super cold. Obviously, you know, Castellanos is what he is. He hasn't been terrible the last few weeks. JT's been on fire. Bohm's been fine. Hoskins has been good enough. Segura's been good. Like, I don't know. I, I There's there's yeah, one the automatic people, out in like, the lineup right now. Yeah, the only people you're worried about in the lineup is like, Edmundo so like your glove first center fielder types like they had yeah. Bradley Zimmer for a while and now Marsh is back where it's like sure you know yeah. these guys aren't going to hit really but that's not why they're on the team they're yeah they don't need to center field yeah, yeah. I just I, don't, I, think... I just don't see this team like slumping again uh, I maybe we can look back on that too and laugh about it but I don't know. They just feel like they're they're so deep, and they're actually deep now, which is the thing that they have not been in recent years. But mm-hmm. they're I, I, again, like it doesn't feel like they're hot. It feels like they're legitimately a really good baseball team, and yeah. I'm not going to pick them to win the World Series. Of I, honestly, I might not even pick them against the Braves in the wild card round. But they're good, and they wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they were to do something. Yeah. Well, if anyone is going to pull off a shocking collapse it would probably be this team so maybe yeah oh yeah maybe we listen to this in a, a few weeks and we we laugh at it but as yeah. of now i'm pretty much pretty much with you i think we covered it all looks looks like the the playoffs might be coming up uh pretty soon for the phillies they're in a good spot with harper back yeah there's like no other team in the sport where i could say right now they could make the world series but they could also miss the playoffs yeah, you know, it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. But, all right, I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next time.